On this program, we sarcastically say thank you for your service a lot. With this guy, this isn't sarcastic. Is it true, Jesse, that Eric Name has not slept yet? It's the word that I've received. Yeah, you think Tausch is grumpy and tired. I bet I bet Eric Name's still more pleasant. Joining us now from The Athletic, he has covered the Bucks and covered Giannis for a very long time, and he continues to do so, and he asks the tough questions of his guy when they have to be asked. It is our friend Eric Name of The Athletic. Eric, good morning. Um, usually you say good morning to someone who has gotten some sleep before that. That's not the case with you, is it? Uh, that is correct. That is correct. I just told Jesse I'm very excited to do this interview and then go to sleep. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, enjoy your nap when you get to take it. We just played your exchange with Giannis, uh, his uh, apologetic response for making it personal, uh, and within there, lots of wisdom. Let me ask you the question that you asked him is this season a failure for the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Um, all season long, kind of what you heard from the team was that this is about winning a championship. Uh, this season, you know, when you go out and sign Joe Ingles, it isn't about Joe Ingles playing well in January or February. It is about Joe Ingles being ready to go for the playoffs and making big plays for you down the stretch. When you trade for Jay Crowder at the trade deadline, the goal is that he's defending Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and you just go down the line, right? Like, this is a team that won a championship two years ago. Last year, the assumption from the Bucks and observers around the league was they would have won the thing if Chris Middleton stayed healthy. And with all of that in mind, the thought was, all right, if they can stay healthy, they can win this thing again. And, you know, over the years, the Bucks have always said, um, you gotta, you gotta be healthy. You gotta be good. And you gotta be a little bit lucky. That's always been Horst and Bud's line, uh, over the years. And the Bucks didn't get those things in this series. Uh, I think there's also just them not playing well enough. I think that was a series that could have been won if they simply played better, but they didn't. And now you're looking at a spot where, you know, this is a team that lost to an eight seed. And yes, Giannis played two games and a quarter of those five games, but this is still the the team that was the best team in the league losing to an eight seed. Uh, and their season is done before the month of May even begins. And, and I think if, if they're not thinking about this as a failure, um, I'm going to be really curious how they can live with themselves running it back next season and, and doing this all over again. And I, I'm not saying that means wholesale changes. I'm not saying, you know, that means Mike Budenholzer is gone or you don't re-sign Chris Middleton or whatever it is. Like, uh, I'm not saying exactly what it will be, but I just don't know how you can kind of run all of this back um, next season. So before I turn it over to Dollar Tausch, uh, the other thing that I thought Tausch made a really good point about was expectations. And what you just said feeds into that, right? That was the expectation of this team. They fell short of it. Uh, but I, I, again, I don't want to sound condescending when I say this, but I was proud of you 
this is what you have to do even with players that you have a great working relationship with, and you have one with Giannis. I am curious, though, if you think the F word is just the problem. Like, whatever Giannis is feeling and whatever Coach Bud was feeling, but Coach Bud came up with, like, three different synonyms for failure to answer your question, right? Do they just not want to use that word? Because they feel the same way, even if they won't put that word on it. Don't you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I I think I was a little bit surprised. So I, I guess for me, I, I think you as a human are not a failure. Um, your life's work is not a failure. Um, but I think a particular moment in your time can uh, on this earth can be a failure. I think a particular season can be a failure. Like, uh, I, the thing I struggle with is the stated goal was the Bucks wanted to win a championship, right? And if, if you don't win a championship, um, you can say it other ways, but you failed to reach your goal. And again, I don't. Maybe that word is is really what is bothersome for people, um, but. You can pick a different synonym of the word fail if you want. Uh, you still didn't reach the goal. Um, it, it may just not feel as, you know, harsh uh, on, the, on, on your ears as the word fail. Um, but it, I, I just struggle to, to think of, of this season. And I, that isn't to say there isn't circumstances that help explain it, right? Like it, no one is going to, you know, look at that series and be like, well, Giannis was clearly healthy for all those games. Obviously, he wasn't. He, he, he didn't play two of the games. And the third game that he only partially participated in was the first quarter of that game. So, like, you can, you can obviously reason away why they lost, but they came up short. And, and to me, that's just kind of the facts of the matter, whether or not you want to use that word. So... Eric, were you surprised that Giannis got that emotional with how that when you asked that question? Uh, yeah, I was. Um, uh, genuinely, um, I I think Giannis is um, a fascinating case study in sports psychology because I think he has a lot of really upper level thoughts on the the rejection of like the binary nature of wins and losses mm-hmm. like I, I think over the years he's gotten very good at understanding you know process he's gotten good at understanding the the philosophy behind trying to build your habits the philosophy of you know what you can learn in moments where things don't go your way and i just thought like I know that as I'm thinking about this season, because they came short of their goal, I view that as a failure. And I did not believe that he would view it in that type of binary term. Um, and, and I assumed he would have interesting thoughts on, you know, failure in general or, or whatever you want to say, losses. And, and to me, that was going to be kind of an interesting road to, to go down because I, I just – to me, how intellectual he's gotten about all these things 
it just speaks to a, a higher mental capability that he has than that. It, I'm not going to say all players or anything like that. Like there's plenty of players that, you know, can think about it in the same way, but I just think over the years he's matured in such a way that thinking about those ideas that so often in sports we do as simple, he can have high level thoughts about. And I thought it was going to be interesting to hear kind of how he views a season like that, that didn't go their way. Yeah, Eric, I thought, I mean, obviously your questions with Giannis and that, that's made the rounds, it was fantastic. The other one that I thought was really, when you were talking to Budenholzer, and you basically said, why didn't you use the timeout? And he didn't have an answer. It was That was, I thought, really interesting. Uh, what was it from your end? So I, I don't know any of this for sure, but I got to rewatch the video obviously once I got home at like one thirty last night and uh, you know re-watching that portion of the game it, to me the way that the entire Bucks bench reacted uh, I'm not aware that uh, I don't believe that they are aware they had a timeout uh, I don't I truly don't think that they thought they had one more timeout left because there there wasn't any movement from anyone on the bench. There wasn't someone signaling to Mike Boonholder, like, hey, let's take the time out. Because in my head, that was my first thought. Okay, half a second, can we advance the ball? And I looked up at the scoreboard and it said I could. So in my mind, I would have called the timeout. And it just seemed as though there, there was no one on the bench thinking that, which to me would suggest that you know, they were they were of the belief that they didn't have any timeouts left. And uh, as I asked the question, it did in some ways look to me as though I was informing Mike Greenholzer for the first time that he had yeah. a timeout. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. And again, I, that's just, I truly don't know, right? Like, and, I, and I'm probably never going to know. Um, but as I asked the question and saw his, reaction that was my first thought was oh i don't think he knew that they had a timeout Ugh, that doesn't make us feel any better but uh so when you have a failure, that's a failure we'll say it we'll say it if Giannis doesn't because I, I get where he's coming from but when you have something like this and you've seen this obviously the championship uh, people are calling for Bud's job people are saying what else i'm i would love to see them go out and get dollar dame that's what I mentioned to Jason earlier in the show. Uh, don't that's you Dave shake your head at me, that's, that's Dave what Lillard, I, yeah. if you don't know who that Listen, is. Eric he doesn't knows, get the nickname right. Eric and I know our hoops. We don't need to clarify that. <laughs> but, Eric, in all seriousness, what do you think when you start and when the dust settles here, is this team going to run it back? Or do you think there are going to be major changes? I just think what we've seen from – the the last 24 hours, and I mean, I guess go back even further. I think the collapse in game four, a 14-point collapse in the fourth quarter, followed up by a 16-point collapse in game five. Uh, I think when when you look at that and then you look at, you know, the way that the timeouts were handled, you look at Giannis after the game. I mean, throughout this series, I've been asking, why is Giannis not covering Jimmy Butler? Because uh, that was the strategy that was successful in 2021 and repeatedly just not, uh, not I mean, Mike Boonholzer answered the questions, but it was pretty much, you know, 
We just think Drew's the answer right now. Um, and and then you listen to Giannis after the game say, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to cover him. Like that's that's what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. Uh, but you know, you have to respect the coach. I, I just think you pile all that up and. I think it gets somewhat difficult for Mike Boonholzer to walk into that locker room next year and have everyone believe in him and believe that, you know, this is the guy that, that is going to lead us going forward. And that's not to say, you know, they get together in a month and, you know, Mike Boonholzer is able to convince the players of, you know, changes that he's going to make or, or whatever it may be. That That could happen, but as of right now, I, I just think back to the, the last week of this season – and I think if you're a player, I don't know how you, you really have that trust because it, it did feel like at times during that series, the Bucks were just kind of throwing their hands in the air and like, well, what do you want us to do? Um, you know, it, Jimmy Butler's making shots and everybody else is making shots. So, uh, I don't know. You want to, should we, should we, we're, no, we're not going to try anything else. We'll just, we'll just stick with this and they'll probably miss some shots eventually. And, I just don't know if that's good enough. So, to me, the coach is is going to be a serious question, and I think you guys have followed professional sports long enough to know uh, the coach is the easy one to change. Um, when you have millions of dollars tied up in wide receivers and quarterbacks or point guards and shooting guards and power forwards and centers, um, it's a lot easier to switch out the coach. And it, it won't be that easy. Uh, Mike Budenholzer – Still has two years left on his deal. Uh, I think it's somewhere between $15, $17 million. Um, that is going to be a tough pill to swallow uh, if, if you do want to go out there. But also you have a new owner in town that has deeper pockets that, you know, in the interview he did with us at The Athletic said, you know, I'm committed to winning. And if you're committed to winning and that's your response to me asking you how you're going to pay for the luxury tax, um, what is $16 million to, to get rid of a coach and buy a new one? Um, and, and I think that's where, where it all gets interesting because the new owner, I don't think, I don't think Jimmy Haslam wants to come in and make waves, but uh, this might be made. It might be wave making season. Like that just might be how you have to go about it because of what has transpired in the last week in Milwaukee. Eric name. On no sleep with two incredibly insightful remarks. And by the way, putting together the sentence uh, about Giannis and the, quote, rejection of the binary nature of wins and losses when you haven't slept. Thank you for your service, my friend. That is one hell of a that is one hell of an appearance. We appreciate you, buddy. Thanks. Uh, you know that scene in old school where he's like, "I just blacked out. I didn't even know I did that." Well, that's that's where we're at with the no sleep. So get some happy sleep, I can dude. You. Yeah, we appreciate you. Uh, the great Eric name of the Athletic. Wow. Um, no, they stopped. No, the Bucks right, did so, stop here. So this, this so, song's not fair today. Uh, Buck does stop. So uh, green, growing. green and spending, maybe. On uh, hope so. Changing a coach, Dollar Dame, and lots of dollars on Dame Dollar. Uh, we there's some stuff here we need to unpack. So we'll we'll talk a little more about what Eric Dame had to say. Then we'll play you some trivia. Yet? You scratching? You got to be scratching a little bit. The Packer hives going draft day. 
Uh, I hope all the folks that tune into this show for Bucks Talk and are almost always disappointed this are song pleased is so today. Good, even though it, even though it doesn't, it's not fit Any of what we're feeling, it is completely inapropos. But still a great tune, catchy. I, you, you, look at you're even dancing, even though the Bucks they ain't green and they ain't growing. They're brown and their season is dead. We're going to unpack two of the things that Eric Dame said during that appearance, which he may or may not remember saying because he's blacked out from tiredness. But they were unbelievable. We'll talk Sound about crap. those. <laughs> Can I just get to a commercial? Yeah, go. It's Wildey and Tausch.